0: trying to figure out where I should get my hair dyed pink after raising over $7,500 for real men wear pink. Uh, I got to find the right place, and I want to get it done by the end of this week so I can... uh, to show off uh, all the incredible donors out there that helped uh, help me get through that uh, seven thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars is how much I've actually raised, which is just incredible. So thanks again to everybody out there for raising money for Real Men Wear Pink. It's a huge effort, uh, and I'm just Megan and I are blown away by your generosity. If you're not familiar with our story, you can read more at wmay.com/pink. Uh, but you guys helped us raise more than seven thousand five hundred dollars for the American Cancer Society, and we couldn't be uh, any more or just blown away by your generosity uh, But I gotta find out Who's gonna who's gonna dye my hair pink <laughs> I gotta figure that out before the end of the week Alright, uh, it is the WMAY Morning News Feed at eight I'm Greg Bishop, follow me online All the socials, Bishop on Air, Twitter, Facebook Instagram, uh, YouTube You can also email me, bishoponair At gmail.com, but to uh, kind of Piggyback off of the last conversation we had with Republican State Senator Steve McClure We talk now with Democratic State Senator Doris Turner, and And she joins us to kind of recap what happened last week with Fall Veto Session. Senator, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? Did you get rested up after the 14, 15, 24-hour days that you guys had last week? I
1: I did my best to try to do that. But, you know, before we get started, I want to say that I have been following you on The Real Men Wear Pink. And that is such a great program. And I want to congratulate you for not only participating, but for raising such a phenomenal amount of money. That's, um, you know, the... Last month was Breast Cancer Awareness Month and it's pretty personal for me. So thank you very much for. Jumping in
0: and, and uh, making a difference. Well, and, and Megan really, I think her story uh, of being diagnosed right as the pandemic was coming on, and uh, just getting it done and getting the treatments, uh, really uh, uh, struck a chord with a lot of people. Especially her being of a, of a younger age, uh, and we're we're more than happy to to help share that story, to help raise awareness, and encourage people to do early detection. It's so important.
1: Oh. It's so important. Early detection definitely, definitely um, saves lives. And and I want to give a shout out to to Central Communities um, Health Center. They partnered with me on uh, working uh, social media and providing daily, uh, you know, uh, uh, encouragement and and uh, public service announcements. So I I was. Uh, Really excited about that partnership, and excited about what you did. So, thank you again.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, so, let's get to business here, Senator. Uh, last week was exhausting, <laughs> to say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was pretty whirlwind. I, I will tell you. I've been in the legislature since February, and uh, nothing about it has been normal since the day I walked in. And this was definitely not a normal veto session. But you know we got a lot of things done, and um, you know sometimes you have to get from point A to B in a in a you know circular rather than a linear motion.
0: And a lot of the uh, the various things that um, uh, were, were passed, uh, you know, you, you saw a variety of different sentiments. Uh, you know, one in particular was the healthcare right of conscience act. Uh, while uh, Democratic leadership were advancing this, and the governor was advancing it, you voted against that. Uh, explain your vote.
1: I did. Um, you know, Don't no one should misunderstand my vote. I, I fully support vaccines, vaccinations. You know, I, I've been doing a real big push on trying to get everybody vaccinated. I think that's the only way we get out on the other side of this. As a matter of fact, um, you know, my husband and I got our booster last week, so I'm super vaxxed and, I'm, and you know, every, encouraging everybody to, to follow suit. Uh, I think that there's, you know... A lot of this becomes very personal, and uh, I think that there there are opportunities for us to work with, uh, you know, employers and and businesses and employees to to try to figure out how we get there. And you know, perhaps this just wasn't the right way to do it at this point in time. So, you know, it was a uh, it was a very difficult vote for me. It was. I I took some. Um, you know, difficult votes this week and that was a very difficult one for me. I was I was pretty torn torn about it, but decided to, to come down on, on the side of, of a no vote, and hopefully um, you know, we can all work together and bring people to the table in these different arenas and get to where we need to be so that we can assure that everyone is is healthy, we can get our businesses back going and most importantly, keep our children safe and keep them in school.
0: State Senator Doris Turner joins us here on the WMAY morning news feed. Another controversial issue was the repeal of the Parental Notification of Abortion Act. Uh, you voted for that. Uh, I guess uh, for those who, who found that uh, legislation troubling, uh, what do you say to them?
1: You know, it, the the uh, repeal and then this, this uh, bill... Are ones that you're not going to make it. You're, you're going to make somebody unhappy. You're going you're to make somebody happy. And so uh, the the uh, repeal was one that was very personal, personal for me. Um, I was a uh, you know former board member of Planned Parenthood, and uh, I understand the situations that some young girls find themselves in. And you know, um, I you know I I will tell you I was a young mother, and I had the love and support of a family and a and a support system that uh, you know that allowed me to make um, you know some very personal decisions and and move ahead with my life. Everybody doesn't have that, and I think that we have to recognize that you know everybody doesn't live in an Ozzy and Harriet Huxtable household, and there has to be. Provisions and our recognition of that, so that we allow everyone to uh, to live and thrive and and be able to make those personal decisions in concert with their with their physician. So it was it was a personal. Uh, personally
0: well and, and if you could what do you say to those who um, you know point to the judicial bypass uh, that was part of the law uh, and even those who who have other concerns that this could you know help uh, provide cover for human traffickers
1: you know I I, I I just cringe every time I hear someone talk about that whole human trafficking issue um there, you know I heard my colleagues talk about that on the floor but I have I've not seen any data or anything that that says that this bill this legislation will impact human trafficking I mean we' we've, we've got information from those organizations that work very closely in the human trafficking arena and they have said on the record that that is is incorrect. And people should should stop saying it. And and you know, I, I, I think that we, we cannot continue to use sound bites and misinformation in this, you know, to to try to blow blow things up. And I'm quite sure that on, on some mailer that you will see Senator Turner voted to allow, you know, human trafficking in central Illinois, which would be a blatant lie. And so you know we I think that that's one of the reasons why we we can't get to a place where we uh can act in a more bipartisan way is because we always have these you know um misinformation and and gotcha sound bites that people use in order to make a point when it would be much better and much more um, you know much easier for us to, you know, just kinda of come to the table and, and talk about these things and, and be open and open and honest and transparent in our conversations.
0: Senator Doris Turner with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, speaking of that uh, kind of uh, partisan uh, atmosphere, uh, the Republicans in the super minority feel that uh, they're just not being considered for anything. Uh, and you know, the Democrats, you guys have the supermajority, so you can really get uh, anything accomplished if if the whole uh, Democratic caucus is on board. But what are some of those things that uh, you know? We saw the the, the 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 maps was a very controversial issue. Uh, Republicans saying is very partisan. Uh, but but how do we find those areas where we can get bipartisan agreement, uh, and and how do we focus on fostering a better dialogue? As you as you highlight, uh, too often we get stuck in these sound bites, and too often it's the the hyperbole uh, that gets promulgated. Um, how do we how do we bridge that gap and that divide in Illinois?
1: You know, I think that there I think that there are, are many ways that we can work in a bipartisan fashion, and we saw that on. A number of different bills that came through the, the uh, General Assembly during the spring session, as well as during the veto session, where there was bipartisanship. If you look at the uh, bills that I passed and sent to the governor's desk, most of them were passed in a bipartisan manner. I mean, I had several bills that had uh, you know bipartisan sponsorship. With uh, you saw Darren Bailey being a co-sponsor on some of my bills. You saw. Senator uh, uh, Bryant, you saw uh, Senator Sally Turner. So you did see, you know, even um, Senator McClure was one of the co-sponsors on, on one of my bills. So so there there's many opportunities where we do work in a bipartisan manner. I think that what happens a lot of the times is on those huge button issues where there's going to be a lot of press. Those are the ones that people choose to, um, you know, come out strongly against and because those are the ones that are gonna you know hit the airwaves and the ones that that people think they can get the biggest you know political pop out of. and we have to move away from that. You know when I started my career in the uh, on the Sangamon County Board, I was in the super minority. There were 29, 29 board members, five Democrats. You don't get much more super minority than that. however, I was able to get a whole, whole, whole lot done for my district because I I went in understanding that I needed to work in a bipartisan manner. I needed to not be this super partisan person. I needed to be able to sit down and talk with my colleagues and explain to them why something was important to me. And be able to uh, talk with them about the things that were important to them. And I will tell you that that attitude and the way I moved, uh, chose to move on the Sangamon County Board served me extremely well on that board. I, I earned the uh, the support and and uh, respect of my colleagues, and it served me well when I was on the Springfield City Council, and it has served me well in the in the legislature. And I think that. That is good government, and it's the reason why it has been my strength and been an effective elected official. And that's what people want. They, you know, a lot of people don't care if you're a Democrat. They don't care if you're a Republican. They want to make sure that you're able to get things done for them and you're able to address their issues. And that's what I've been able to do. And that's, um, you know, and I think that again, that's that's my strength and being an an elected official and getting things done for my constituency.
0: Senator, just a, a, two more issues here, uh, if you could, and we're going just a little over the time, uh, which is fine. But uh, uh, number one, uh, the, the TIF extension, uh, you got that through last minute. Uh, there seems to be some agreement, but some confusion, some uh, we're well, not confusion, but uh, original consternation about uh, the difference of opinion from the city to uh, Capital Township. Uh, tell us the latest there. And what does this ultimately mean for uh, business and other development uh, in this area?
1: You know, I think the the extension of the Enos Park tip is a significant, significant win for Springfield, for Enos Park neighborhood, and uh, the Mid-Illinois Medical District. This is another area where we were bipartisan support. And, you know, uh, I was able to to work with all of the interested parties and and kind of bring this home. And, uh, and, And I'm excited about that because it is definitely a win. If you remember, this is another project that I brought with me from the Springfield City Council. And, you know, I know that um, uh, Treasurer um, you know, really stuck to his guns and, and you know, got some things uh, in there that he wanted to have in there that he thought was make this uh, a better situation all around. But keep in mind, he was not the only one. If you remember correctly, uh, Springfield Park District had some issues and there and while I was on the Springfield City Council was a compromise that was worked out with with, um, with the Park district uh, in order to get their letter of support for the TIF. So I think that with this compromise that um, that uh, you know I was able to pull all these parties together to work on, it will strengthen the TIF process in Springfield and I am looking forward to putting some of these things into some legislation that will strengthen, the test process uh, for for the entire state of Illinois. So I think that we've done some groundbreaking work on this, and uh, and it will be better not only for Springfield uh, test management, but, but I believe it will lead to. Better management for um, tif legislation
0: uh, for the entire state, and then finally here, uh, you had mentioned that uh, since you've been part of the state legislature, uh, things really have not been normal, and they really haven't been normal for two years. I would, I would say, it really has not been normal even into the rounder years where we had the uh, the budget impasse with uh, lawmakers not passing the budget because of you know difference of opinion with uh, with the then Republican governor. So it's been. Uh, it's been pretty chaotic the past few years needless to say you think so (laughs) Uh, yeah so when it comes to this idea though of remote legislating uh you were on the floor uh for the final days of session uh but even then you know you've got people who are are taken to the big board and back home in their districts voting remotely we've got the committee hearings where a lot of it's remote and you know calls are dropping off and it's you know sounds like uh, a cd skipping in some instances and all the technical issues that there may be Is it time for you guys to get back to being in person when it comes to legislating?
1: You know, uh, I started working uh, remotely while I was on the Smritzville city council, of course, because that's when COVID first hit. And uh, I will tell you that had it not been for remote uh, opportunities to work, we would not have been we would not have been able to keep the city going. If it not been for remote opportunities to work, we would not have been able to keep the state going. So it has definitely definitely served the purpose. And you know, I, I think that we need to recognize that during this legislative session and the veto session, there were rep, uh, Republicans as well as Democrats that utilized the remote uh, remote access. And I will tell you, I know that some people um, have, you know, look at it as kind of a partisan thing and, and that it's just an opportunity not to come to Springfield. But again, Republicans and Democrats utilized it. And I will tell you that uh, my colleagues in this uh, Democratic colleagues that I know used, utilized it were ill. You know, one of them had COVID. Several of them had COVID or were uh, quarantining because of COVID. Uh, Senator Elman was going through uh, cancer treatment, and um, so if you saw the legislators that were struggling on screen in order to be a part of this process, uh, you know you would perhaps you know have a different attitude about it. I mean, we we literally saw Senator Elman go through her cancer treatment on that screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's definitely a
0: place, a place for it. State Senator Doris Turner, greatly appreciate your time. Uh, Let's connect again in the near future. Uh, In the meantime, get some rest. You guys are off until January 4th. And I imagine it's going to be another uh, pedal to the metal uh, uh, adventure at the state legislature. So we'll see what happens. Greatly appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Okay. (laughs) Thanks.
1: And I I hope you find a place to get your hair pink.
0: I know. Me too. That's yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That'll happen soon.